Welcome to the Sex and Astrology Podcast. I'm Brandy Joy, your host, and I'm talking about the 2024 horoscopes today. And right now we're going to get into Aquarius. So if you are an Aquarius, Aquarius rising, Aquarius sun, Aquarius moon, you're in the right place here. So for your horoscope this year, we're going to start with Pluto. Woo, Pluto is going into your sign. So let's talk about Pluto for a moment. Pluto is the sign of transformation, or sorry, the planet of transformation. It is the planet of renewal and rebirth. This planet takes about 20 years to go through a sign. It's been going through Capricorn for the past, since 2008, right? And now it's going into Aquarius on January 20th. So when Aquarius goes into, when Pluto goes into another sign, it creates a shift and you start seeing things happen so last year, it went into Aquarius briefly, and we saw some things happen in terms of like Aquarian archetypes. Um, all of a sudden, like some of the banks went under. You remember with that when the banks went under? That was during the Aquarius-Pluto um, transit. And now this year, we're having it shift there until September 1st, and then it will briefly go back into Capricorn until November, and then it will go back into Aquarius for good after that but it will be in your sign. So it will be highly impacting you over the next 20 years until 2044. Right? So Pluto, when it transits the first house, it brings about a lot of changes in identity. Uh, it has to do with like uh, your expression of, you know, who you are, your uh, self image, and also um, just your life path in general. So a lot of like changes will be taking place over the next 20 years for you. Substantially, you'll be very affected by Pluto. And um, it will also be affecting your relationships as well. So if your area of relationships needs to undergo some changes or shadows need to come out there and be refined, then that also will be another thing that happens. All right. So um, the big thing, though, is that it is going through your first house. So it initiates like um, an intense overall change in your life. Like I remember in 2008 when it shifted, I started a new, I got a new job um, at a university. And instead of it being just a part-time thing, like I had been doing, it became, you know, like what I was doing all of the time. Uh, so you'll notice that that things will happen like that are really big during this Pluto shift. And again, this will be over 20 years. So you'll notice some things happen at the beginning and then you know, it'll kind of be up and down depending on if it's hitting like when it's hitting personal planets and stuff like that for you over the 20 years. But it it will be about you reassessing like your values, your identity, uh, you know, who you are, your core beliefs about yourself, like what you want in life. And also um, a lot of challenges happen when Pluto goes through a sign. So it'll be going through your sign. So it will introduce a lot of challenges that can lead to more power for you. Because Pluto is about power. It's about like refining who you are and what you want and coming more into your power. So I always say it's kind of like the butterfly where, <laughs> you know, you're a caterpillar, you go into your cocoon, then you become a butterfly. So Pluto is like that cocoon stage. It's that time when now you're caterpillar, you're, you've gone into the cocoon. And at the end of it, you're going to come out a butterfly in that area of your life, which means for you, it's like your entire life will change and shift in 20 years um, making you a more powerful you, a better you, 
Um, you'll know more what you want, what you don't want, and uh, you'll have better boundaries in life, better boundaries in partnerships. Um, yeah, it, it'll just change your life um, and make you a more powerful person overall. It can help you to be stronger and uh, more resilient. Um, and I know, I know for me, it's really made that happen for me. And thankfully, I mean, I'm a Capricorn rising, so it's been going through my sign for the past, you know, uh, 17 years or whatever, 16, 17 years. And so now it's finally coming out of that for me. And I'm starting to feel like better in a lot of ways in terms of like my power and, uh, who I am. So you'll notice at the end of it that, you know, it'll shift you. It'll make you feel more resilient and more powerful in your life. Um, you can handle things a little bit better than you did before overall. And, um, your identity will change a bit. Um, it'll also, it'll make you more magnetic and have more of a presence about you. Um, even while it's going through, uh, your sign, you'll notice that it will create like more magnetic kind of energy where big shifts and changes and karmic stuff will kind of happen a little bit faster to you. And yeah, any, any repressed stuff like shadow work. I remember I started doing a lot of shadow work after a couple of years it had been in there for me and I really got into the shadow work. Um, yeah, so you'll notice that that kind of stuff will happen for you where opportunities to become better and transform will come for you. It'll be like, Hey, here's an opportunity for you to make a big shift or to learn this stuff about yourself. So it can be a really good thing. It's just, it can be very, in terms of emotions, it can be very challenging emotionally because it can, it can definitely make you go through a lot of healing and a lot of dark night of the soul kind of stuff. Yeah. So that'll be the next 20 years. And again, it won't all be bad. It'll just be a lot of challenges that come up. A lot of different things at different times might present themselves for you to make these big changes in your life and become more powerful. So it's a good thing. And uh, let's go on to Saturn because Saturn has been moving through Pisces and that's in your second house um, since March of this past year in 2023. And uh, it'll be there until May of 2025. So it'll be there all year here in 2024 and your second house, which has to do with uh, finance, resources, values, and self-worth, right? So when Saturn goes through a house for you, it really helps you become more responsible, more disciplined, and more structured in that area. So think about finances. It's a good time to start paying off debt. If you have any debt, it will definitely become like a big focus for you when Saturn's going through your second house. I know it did for me when it th went through my second house. All of a sudden, like, I just wanted to pay everything off. <laughs> and I started just getting into budgeting and more and like uh, structuring everything with like making sure that it got paid off. So it becomes more of a focus for you. And if it doesn't, then challenges and obstacles will happen that will make you feel more focused towards it. So all of a sudden you might end up with an issue that makes you have to be more responsible and more disciplined in that area. So just know that um, financial discipline and planning are going to be important for you this year. Um, and it's, it's all about, you know, you just really focusing on budgeting and saving and making good decisions for yourself in that area. Also, um, your personal values are a part of the second house. So your personal values become more of a priority and can make your 
your actions align better with your core values. So your values are, you know, what do you value in life? And, you know, um, and, and especially in terms of like character development and everything, like who you are, are you on to honest? Are you authentic? And things like that can come up. And are you being honest with yourself about your journey in life? And so it'll start aligning things like that for you so that you can kind of see more clearly, oh, I need to focus a little bit more on this part of my life so it aligns better with who I am. Anyways, um, that can be a lot of different things for different people. Um, But the other thing beyond finances and and self-values and everything is Um, practical investments, long-term goals can be a thing that you start focusing on. Um, It can really make you so that you're a little bit more strategic with your finances and investments and um, a little bit more focused on making money and more focused on, you know, what do I need to do to make more money in my life or be better financially? Um, Those kinds of topics will really come up for you this year. There probably already have been, of course, coming up since March when it first went into Pisces for you, but this will be a very strong year for that for you. All right, so let's talk about the eclipses. We have two eclipse seasons every year, and an eclipse season lasts for like a month, right? So in October, we had our eclipse happen, and that was in, uh, it's in Libra, so it was in your ninth house. And we have the next chapter of that one, that Libra eclipse happening in March of this year. So March 25th, we have another Libra eclipse in your ninth house. So let's talk about what that means. When an eclipse happens in your ninth house, it brings about a lot of changes and illumination and realizations in the realms of like higher mind, travel, philosophy, your belief systems, spiritual awakening, spiritual exploration. Um, developing your truth, who you are. And it can also be about higher education if that's something that you're interested in. Um, so eclipses, um, you know, they they really do shift you by shedding light on things that might have been hidden before, you didn't notice before. Uh, so when news comes during an eclipse, pay attention, right? When you find something out, it's true, usually. Um, But it can lead to a lot of, with the ninth house belief system changes, philosophy changes. Um, You may undergo a period of like questioning your own beliefs and faith. And uh, this can lead to a lot of changes in your worldview and how you do things. Um, Maybe it'll make you want to meditate more. Um, Maybe it'll shed some light on what you're not doing that you need to be doing in your personal and spiritual life. And uh, you could also end up on a new educational journey during this time. I know I did. I jumped into, uh, you know, with the eclipse in my ninth house, it made me go to school for something, right? All of a sudden, I was like, I realized that, oh, my God, like, yeah, I need to do this. I need to go back and like, uh, get some more education here. So you can pursue advanced studies. Um, You could also just end up with like, you know, in a certification program, or maybe just some classes or workshops where you want to learn something. Um, But there is also a a lot of focus on travel and exploration during this time, because the ninth house is, it's the top of your chart, pretty much. It's, it's all about the higher mind. It's about expanding, exploring, learning new things about yourself and the world. And so this can be a time where you are traveling more, Maybe some opportunities come up where you're going to travel more. Um, But it's also about spiritual awakening. That's another big thing with the eclipses happening in your ninth house um, this year, um, last year and this year. All of a sudden, it can trigger 
uh, some awakening. Um, you get into new, new spiritual practices. Um, you could explore some different uh, spiritual traditions. And um, it's about you reevaluating who you are on the inside, your philosophies in life, your belief systems, and your purpose. So you might start questioning your direction in life and um, just making sure that really things are aligning with you, like who you are versus like what you are doing in life. You know, are you, uh, you know, somebody that is more of an agnostic, but you go to a Christian church every Sunday and then you realize, you know what? I don't think I'm going to go to church anymore because I really rather meditate. You know, something like that might happen. Um, so next chapter of this, though, right, you had a new beginning happen for that chapter in October of 2023. In March of 2024, you're going to have another chapter of that same thing, those same topics. So this will be about the culmination from October. And so this will be like the full moon will be happening. So it's a full moon lunar eclipse in Libra at five degrees, which will be March 25th. Um, You'll have this in your ninth house. So it'll be about the culmination, a new chapter in terms of your expansion in the mental realm, uh, your philosophies, beliefs, awakening, and all of that. So expect some good things, um, hopefully, because, you know, the eclipse in the ninth house It can definitely shed some light on things that you need to see. After that, on April 8th of 2024, we have another eclipse. This will be in your second house. So this eclipse on, on, uh, sorry, it will be in your third house because the other one was the ninth house, the third house. So on April 8th, we have an, um, an eclipse at Aries, 19 degrees. It'll be a new moon, new beginnings eclipse in your third house. So this will be about new beginnings in terms of maybe a neighborhood could be a move. Um, It could be a new beginning in terms of skill development. It can be a new beginning in terms of car, vehicle. So you might get decide, oh, I need a new car or something like that. It could be a new beginning in terms of your relationship with your siblings. Um, For me, I I know that my brother moved in with me during uh, an eclipse time in the third house. And so siblings um, can be a big thing. Um, Extended family can come up, issues, illumination, realizations in those areas, and also your neighborhoods. So that's why I started it with neighborhood moving, right? It could be um, a new beginning or an illumination in that area of your neighborhood. Something could happen. All right. Um, So let's move on to the next season of the eclipses happening in September and October of 2024. In September, on September 17th, We will have a Pisces eclipse at 25 degrees. So that will be a full moon lunar eclipse in Pisces at 25 degrees in your second house along with Saturn. So we were talking about Saturn going through your second house of finances and personal values, uh, self-esteem, self-worth, self-love. So Saturn is slowing you down in that area. And now the eclipse is going to happen in September in that same area. So that eclipse is going to illuminate that area for you even more. So now that you're working on it, right, or if you're not working on it, the eclipse will definitely make you realize you need to work on it. Um, Definitely focus on your second house. Uh, Your second house, again, personal finances, budgeting, savings, um, working on your self values and making sure that things that you're doing align with who you are. Um, so yeah, anyways, the final eclipse will be on October 2nd, and this will be another Libra eclipse in your ninth house. 
of the higher realms of spiritual awakening and philosophies, beliefs, and travel. And so October 2nd, we have a an eclipse. It's a new moon, new beginnings, solar eclipse at Libra, four degrees in your ninth house. So this will be the next chapter of that same kind of thing, where it's again, focusing on um, your ninth house of higher education, uh, learning and um, expanding your mind. Okay, so the final rough thing we're going to talk about before we jump into the good stuff is Mars retrograding at the end of the year. So from December 6th, 2024, until February 23rd of 2025, we have Mars retrograding. And Mars retrograding, I like to mention this because I think it's really important to focus on relationships, right? I'm a relationship astrologer. So Mars retrograding in Cancer and Leo will be happening in your sixth and seventh house. (laughs) So when Mars retrogrades, Mars really likes to go forward, right? Mars is action. It is uh, ambition, your drive, your will, your movement forward. And when it is retrograding, it's not super happy. It makes you reevaluate things in this area. It'll make you feel agitated in this area. And so Mars will be retrograding in your house of relationships and partnerships, the seventh house. And December 6th, just remember in December, January, you're going to start really feeling these Mars energies, Mars retrograding. Um, it can it can make you just kind of reassess the di- dynamics in your relationships and issues related to cooperation and balance and shared goals. Um, so things like that will come up. And if there are any unresolved issues or things that need to be talked about, a lot of times they'll come up automatically during a Mars retrograde. And that's a good thing. But just know that if you do get into a tension or a conflict with somebody, it can last a lot longer than you would think it would. You might think, oh, we'll just talk about this and resolve it. Um, it can be an issue that kind of blows up a little bit out of proportion during Mars retrograde, um, but it, it doesn't have to. It, you just have to really work with it and deal with it. But these are usually unresolved agitations and issues that are underlying things that are already there. Um, so when it does come up, it's usually because it needs to come up. Right. So again, there might be some, just be careful not to be too aggressive um, in your partnerships in terms of like how you're communicating. You could come off a little bit, um, a little bit more agitated than you even realize that you are. Sometimes when Mars is retrograding in our seventh house or in our first house too, which is, you know, the self, it can make you uh, come off in ways that you don't realize And it can make you kind of uh, snap at people a little bit sometimes. It can make you more reactive. So you want to just be aware of that and, you know, think before you speak. That's all. Think before you speak. So Mars will also be retrograding in your sixth house. And so this will prompt you to reevaluate your work dynamics and your daily routines in life. Um, It'll make you so that you are focusing a little bit more on your work relationships. And it can definitely provide a lot of challenge in work. It can make you feel like a little bit more, um, if there's any issues at work, it can make you a little bit more aggressive in that area. Um, It can make you feel a little bit more like go, go, go in that area, a little bit more agitated. And so you just want to be careful with that and know that your career could be affected. So just be aware the agitation that Mars retrograde causes everyone. So it's not just you, it's everybody during Mars retrograde. 
You also want to focus on your health and well-being because Mars retrograding in your sixth house has to do with work, daily habits, and health. Okay, so this can be um, a time when you need to take a closer look at your routines and health, like your your physical routines, your mental routines and health. Are you meditating? Are you doing something to de-stress? Um, you might want to start considering changing, you know, maybe a diet or an exercise routine or stress management in some way might come up, right? This is a very good time for addressing health-related issues because Mars will be retrograding, so reevaluating this area of your life. And um, it's a good time to implement new wellness practices and establish healthier habits. And it's a good time to meditate. So Mars retrograding your sixth house can be good uh, for you kind of making sure that you are taking care of yourself, right? But it can, again, remember, it can bring unresolved issues or conflicts to the surface, especially in terms of your partnerships, relationships, and workplace. So be aware of that and make sure you're meditating so that you're not as reactive. Okay, so now that we talked about the more challenging aspects for the year, let's talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about Uranus retrograde. (laughs) It's not really the good stuff, but um, let's talk about your fourth house. Okay, so your fourth house has Uranus in it. It's had Uranus in, in your fourth house of family and home and also your like emotional well-being. It's been in your fourth house for about five years because it takes seven years for Uranus to go through a sign. So it's been going through Taurus uh, for about five years and it has another couple years left. So it's been going through your fourth house. And um, Uranus going through your fourth house, you could have a lot of unexpected things happen to you in terms of home and family. And so unexpected moves, unexpected renovations. Um, You might all of a sudden feel like you need a little bit more freedom or independence in your life (laughs) Um, within your, you know, your home and stuff. Maybe you want your own room all of a sudden. Um, You also might want more unconventional living arrangements with Uranus going through your fourth house. Um, You might want more of a non-traditional lifestyle at home. So this all has to do with your, you know, your home, which is internal and external. There could be um, a little bit of an issue been going on for these past five years in terms of your family dynamics, um, your family structures, um, you know, the roles in your family, your relationships in your family. And uh, Uranus, it really promotes like liberation. So emotional liberation has been going on for you probably. Uh, You might be exploring new ways to process your emotions, um, breaking free from old emotional patterns. Um, you know, working, doing some shadow work and things like that. And if not, it's probably making you realize that you have some things that maybe you need to work on, right? Because that's what Uranus does. It makes you realize things. And it can create crisis in that area if you're not working on it. Um, This transit, though, it definitely encourages unconventional approaches in terms of home, family, and emotional work. Um, So it's a good time for self-discovery, right? And so this, again, is going on for another couple of years, but I want to mention a couple of things here. First of all, Uranus has been retrograde since August 28th of 2023, and it will finally end its retrograde on January 27th this month, 2024. So it's been about, you know, five, six months of a Uranus retrograde in your fourth house, which means that 
a lot of times people feel a very stuck energy when Uranus retrogrades in a house. It's like all of these, you know, crisis might have been happening or realizations were happening. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I feel kind of stuck in this area, right? Something doesn't feel quite right. It could be that maybe you are living with a roommate you don't want to live with, or you are living in a house you really don't want to be. Um, it could be a lot of different things. It could be that you're just feeling emotionally stuck. So the stuck energy, though, is going to finally start moving forward at the end of January because Uranus is going to go direct. We also have Jupiter in this same house right now transiting this year. So Jupiter is the is a very good planet. It's a, a planet of luck and expansion and opportunities. And so Jupiter is going through your fourth house and um, it will be teaming up with Uranus in April. And so when Jupiter and Uranus get together in the month of April, all through May, April, you're going to have some unexpected developments, unexpected opportunities come up in terms of your fourth house, home, family, emotional breakthroughs. So this can be a really good thing. Um, so if you're feeling stuck, just know that it's going to start moving forward here in February, March, and especially April. Now, April 20th and 21st, we're going to have that conjunction happen, what we call a conjunction between Jupiter and Uranus when they join together. But it will be, um, they'll be riding together all in April. They'll be very close. So it'll all be affecting you all through April. So if you're looking to move or something like that, that makes sense for April. If you're looking to make some big changes or going to retreat, um, definitely April, May is going to be good times for you. Uh, really all, all this year, but especially during the springtime, um, going into the summer, even you'll have that Jupiter going through, uh, and hitting Uranus and everything, which is good. So again, good opportunities for you to make some big changes, um, in your fourth house of home and family dynamics. So yeah, anyways, I hope you had fun with this horoscope. I'm going to be doing these, uh, horoscopes and stuff for you guys, uh, moving forward. And I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. If you want to download my love and sex astrology guide, it's on my website at brandyjoy.com. And I hope to, uh, I hope to see you next week. I will be doing uh, this podcast regular now. So thanks so much for joining me and I will see you soon.